Hello, and welcome back to another episode of I'm Free Now What with Michelle Fortier. And today I have my good friend on, Robert, and I have him on because, you know, I deal with a lot of people that when they have loved ones coming out of prison or loved ones on probation, um, sometimes those loved ones that are on probation and coming out of prison aren't always doing things that they're supposed to be doing. And so they can be bringing drugs into the house. They can be bringing things into the house that they shouldn't be. They can be committing crimes in our house. And sometimes we try to be really, really nice and allow um, our loved one to continue living there. Uh, but sometimes doing that can put us at risk. And Robert's going to tell us a little bit about those risks because Robert is probably one of the smartest people that I know, and he knows a lot of the law stuff inside and out. And so, um, Robert, tell us a little bit about what are some of the risks? Okay. okay. First of all, I would like to say that these risks are also equally applied to people on probation who are associating with others who are breaking the law. Ooh, okay. good point. Thank you. Right. Because it goes both ways. I mean, not everybody getting out of prison is a butthead and wants to continue a life of crime or criminal activity. And sometimes, you know, we end up around people who are. Uh, but first, let me address it like this. There are a lot of people getting out of prison who have a distorted threshold about what is wrong and what is not wrong. What is a crime and what is not a crime. Okay. I saw when I was locked up, I saw a lot of guys who were back on technical violations because they missed their curfew. Well, because they didn't agree with their curfew in the first place. So because they didn't agree with it, they didn't embrace it. And then they were sitting on the porch when they knew they were supposed to be in the house. Oh, I really wasn't violating. Look, the bottom line is when you're living on probation or with a probationer, you have to abide by the law as it is written instead of the law how you would want it to be. It's not my interpretation individually of what is a crime. It is what the law says is a crime. That's mm -hmm. the most important aspect of reality. And if you are living with someone who is breaking the law, the first thing I would tell you is if you know they're breaking the law, get, get away get out, find somewhere else to live, find somewhere else to be. First and for foremost, protect yourself, get away. Mm -hmm. Now, above that, I am not asking anyone to turn a blind eye to crime, especially if it's destructive behavior such as drug use or, or anything like that. So or that being the case. Underage right. sex. Yes, underage sex. Underage sex is a no-no, no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a grown man having sex with an underage girl, the girl consent. She is unable to consent by law. She can tell you in the real world, yeah, it's yours, daddy, come and get it. You know, however, the law will never allow her to grant you permission to have sex with her. If you are having sex with someone underage, it is a crime and you will be branded as a sex offender. You will be labeled that for the rest of your life. Everything is going to be a condition after that, where you can live, where you can work, having to tell everybody, putting signs up on your house at Halloween. That whole thing goes with that. If that's what you want, then 
you're just living in a bad way. Cause I'm not even going to say if that's what you want, go ahead. Cause never go ahead. Sex no. with a minor is always bad. And if you know about somebody having sex with a minor in your house. Yes. If you are living in a home with someone and it is obvious to you that they are having sex with an adult, if they're having sex period, I know it's look, this is tough to say. I know plenty of guys in prison under the Romeo and Juliet situation where he was underage and she was underage and her parents pressed charges. So as a minor, you have no legal standing to say it's my body and I want to do what I want. No, you, you, you're unable to do that. So if you know of a woman having sex with a boy, if you know of a man having sex with a girl, it makes you culpable. And then that gets us to another legal term. See, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the terminology. Yes. And culpability is basically responsibility for a crime being committed. When you are found culpable to a crime, it is as if you committed the crime. Okay. Different levels of culpability dictate different charges. However, it is still a charge. If you are living in a house with someone who is doing drugs and if the easiest test to give yourself is if a law enforcement officer enters the premises and can easily deduce or even reasonably deduce that drugs are being used that means that you can make the same deduction you know now i'm not saying if a cop comes in with a csi kit and puts the black light on something and puts a solvent on there and says, oh, wait, there was cocaine on this table. Okay, well, you don't have any of that available to you. But if he can walk in and smell marijuana smoke, you can smell it. If he can walk in and see plastic baggies with a white powdery substance sitting on the table, you can see it. And if you can see it and you do nothing about it in the eyes of the law, you are culpable to that crime being committed meaning that you will be charged with something. And it's probably a situation where they're gonna overcharge you and say, look, we know you're not doing it. We just want you to tell us what happened. So they are gonna incentivize your cooperation. Mm -hmm. And how about if you know somebody that's living in the house is having somebody delivering drugs to the house? It's the the same thing. And, And let me tell you something about that, okay? Again, I spent almost 32 years in prison. I got to see every scenario played out, this this variable, that variable. Here's what I can tell you. In In the world today, it is a basic tactic of law enforcement agencies when they bust somebody for drugs, as long as we're talking, you know, street level drugs and stuff like that. What they usually tell them is give me a certain number of buys or deliveries, and we'll make it go away. So you must act like everybody coming to your house, dropping off drugs, is working for the man. You have to do that. You know, you have to do that. And if you do that, I know someone who, a woman, a guy was at her house, and he was juggling drugs, and they had it under videotape, and they had it under videotape several times that she was home when he was doing his thing and when they came in and busted him he's like oh that's mine and they said yeah that sounds good but we've got it on tape and she knew it was here it's yours and hers and you're both going to jail 
you know, that's just the way it is. But it gets down to culpability. They could demonstrate, they could prove that this woman had knowledge of this illegal activity. And therefore, she is culpable, you know, to a point. So any, any crime being committed, if it can be proven and it can be deduced that you know about it, you can look to get charged, if for no other reason than to incentivize your cooperation. And I mean, what goes along with that? You're going to lose your job. There's a chance you lose your job. There's a chance that you can't make your car payment because you couldn't work. I mean, your mortgage. There's so many different ramifications, repercussions, and situations that come from it. That is just something to best be avoided. Now, I have a question for you, and it might be off topic. Okay. It might be on topic. But we've had conversations about snitching. And what mm -hmm. I know is from what I understand is if you were never part of the game, you are not bound by the rules of the game. Meaning me as somebody that was never convicted of anything, never got in trouble for anything. If I went and called the police, I'm not a snitch, correct? Okay. It's like this, right? It's like this. Um, when we're young and we as criminals, because, you know, I'm talking about something that I was involved in, you know, I'm no longer a criminal. I'm no longer involved in any criminal activity. When we are involved in criminal activity, obviously we, part of our insanity is that we think it's the right thing to do. So we uh, code. And if we, if a person lives in the street, basically, and not being, meaning not being homeless, but, you know, out in the street, hustling, robbing people, breaking the law, period. Um, then, and, and it, it seldom happens this way because guys find a reason to break these tenants, I, I have to call them, or, or boundaries, however you want to look at it. Yeah. You know, we, we live outside the law. We are the law because we are deciding who should keep their property and who should not keep their property because we're robbing people. You know, we are deciding to a point, you know, whether someone should be physically injured or not, you know, I mean, so we have become the decision makers and, and we enforce our beliefs. We enforce what we think is right, what we think is wrong. And, um, we live outside the law. We live outside the assistance of the police, you know, and that's just the way it is. And it's insane to try and have a shadow government within a government or a shadow culture within a culture, because the bottom line is nobody else is respecting these rules. There's no Geneva convention that says, Oh, well, you know, he was an armed robber. So, uh, he wasn't supposed to call the police when somebody pulled the gun on him. You know, they don't look at it like that. They look at it like there's two perpetrators, you know, there's two guys committing crimes is how, how it's seen by the world at large. Um, but a person who has never, done that is not held to that standard because this person is a straight edge. This person is a square. You know what I'm saying? So it's expected. I mean, look, why do you think when a person robs somebody, they wear a mask? Because they expect the victims to tell. It's expected. A straight edge is expected. It's expected that a straight edge is going to cooperate with the police. Yeah. Now, I will say as a grown-up now, my first priority is to avoid 
any situation where the laws are being broken. Yeah. My first priority to myself, to my friends, to my family is to avoid any situation where the laws are being broken. If a situation is forced on me, then I will have to make some hard decisions on how to deal with it. And I will deal with it in the way that best protects me and my family and my friends and my liberty, my freedom. You know, that's my first and foremost responsibility. And here's the thing, and this is going to sound kind of odd, uh, and I'm hoping it stays on topic. You know, I know a lot of guys that are locked up. I know a lot of guys who have been locked up. Most of my friends who I associate with out here have done some serious time. And these are guys who know that I did a lot of time. And these are guys who do not want me to be back in prison, just like they don't want to go back to prison. So these guys are not going to break the law. These guys are not going to have that drop in my lap. Like I'm not going to go by their house and walk in and find guns or drugs or or prostitution or anything like that because they don't want to go back to prison, you know? And, and the reality of it is if you're going to put yourself on a side, if you go on the side that is breaking the law, the other side has the advantage because they have all the resources. They have all the tools. They have the manpower. They have everything. And that goes back to what I was saying about the threshold of doing wrong. To me, I believe if I commit a crime, I get caught, I go back to prison. You know, it removes the, well, if I get away with it hypothesis, it takes that scenario out. I believe if I commit a crime, I get caught, I go back to prison. And the reason I asked that question is because, you know, a lot of times people, when they come out and they'll get a roommate or they'll get a parent and they'll manipulate them by saying, if you tell on me, you're snitching, even though the roommate, the friend, the relative has never been involved in anything. And so they kind well, see, of, and, and that's why I bring it to, up. You know, those To call that how it is, the dude who's forcing it on them is dead wrong. He's dead ass wrong mm-hmm. because he should respect them. He should respect the fact that they're straight edge people, that they're living in the box, you know, they're, you know, square. And And they could tell it should tell him that go do your dirt somewhere else. If a guy is commands, he is putting you at risk. So he is saying, basically, I want to commit these crimes more than I want you to be free. I want to commit these crimes more than I want you to have a job. I want to commit these crimes more than I want you to do well. That's what he's saying. There's no in between. Mm-mm. He's saying, I would rather do crime then have you be free. I would rather do crime than have you earn a living. I would rather do crime than have you have this house. You know, so kick his ass out. Kick his ass out. Yep. Put him in the street. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Put him in the street. Tell him to go. Kick rocks. Yeah, you got to protect yourself. You know, if you're with somebody and it doesn't matter however the relationship is as a roommate, you know, romantically, whatever, socially, if you're involved with somebody who doesn't care about you as much as you care about you, then you need to find somebody else to hang out with, you know? Yep. Yeah. So thank you for that perspective because I could not have said it and people listen to me. 
So right. I appreciate. So a brief yes, a brief recap on the terminology is it's about culpability. If it can be demonstrated that you know a crime is committed, you are culpable in the eyes of the law. Mm-hmm. You are culpable. So, and the law is how you're going to be judged. You're not going to be judged by your definitions. You're not going to be judged by what you think is right and what you think is wrong. You are going to be judged by the letter and the spirit of the law. So, my advice to you is read the law books if you don't, if you think I'm leading you astray, Google it. And uh, I'm not getting paid by Google, but Google it no. and um and, I, and you'll appreciate, find out. I appreciate all the advice and everything like that, because, you know, gotcha. Robert's like I said, Robert's probably one of the smartest people I know. And he knows a whole bunch of stuff that. I would have to say that Michelle is probably one of the smartest people I know. Well, thank so. you. We also know You're another welcome. very smart person in common. We know a lot of smart people. I just can't think of them. But see, sarcasm is a sign of intelligence. And right now, I just can't think of anybody else. <laughs> All right. Well, any questions, comments, anything like that, leave them in the comments section. Also, um, Robert's a guest on this channel, but Robert and I also have a channel together where we talk about a lot of political stuff. And you can always check that out. That's Chop It Up. And on that program, we usually sometimes, if they bother to show up, there's two other people on that one. Plus, Robert also has his own channel where he just rants about stuff. So if you want to see some. Yeah, my channel. (laughs) You won't find my channel very informative, maybe entertaining, you know. But the channel. Thanks. thanks Sorry, go ahead. Thanks for the props. Yeah, I said thanks for the props. Yeah, I, it, it's funny. It's the any you talk a lot about sports. So if you like sports, that's all Robert. Robert loves the sports. Yeah, I put a little sports in there every now and then. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But, all right. Well, you guys have been great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And, uh, all right. I gotta go. Bye.